Well, guys, welcome back to a very postponed edition of Beards, Brews, and Bros. I am your host, the man from Moss River, with my co-host, Mr. Byron Moss. And without further delay, the man who took the bronze in sexual swimming and who is known in certain company as Greg Lube Anus, Mr. K-Rob. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't even know where that came from. I don't either. Like, this is why we don't ever try to get inside his brain. God bless. It's a scary place. Yeah. Jeez. Well, okay, Greg. Greg Luganus. I know who Greg Luganus is, damn it. <laughs> Uh, the bronze, the bronze and sex, yeah, yeah. The bronze yeah. and sexual swimming. It was a joke. You're also very bronzy brown. I am. That's why black is beautiful all the time. What's up, fellas? How we doing? Doesn't age, doesn't crack, right? Can't complain. Damn straight. And no, I definitely can't complain. Black and beautiful all the time. Um. So you know, from folks, last one, last we picked up, we were attempting to get our episode going, and then somebody who got just got back to the mainland lost his internet. Yep. And he has some stories to share about his honeymoon, uh, recently celebrating one year of marriage with his lovely wife Miranda. And as always, congratulations, brother. Uh, so why don't you, why don't you go ahead now that you got everything situated? Why don't you share some stories about your uh, escapades down in the uh, down in the Caribbean? Well, we're, well, I'm going to keep it short and sweet and to the point. So the nice thing about it is first time on an airplane, you know, other than the time that I was on the airplane and called you when I was barely incapacitated or it was semi incapacitated. Yeah, that was great. That was a great time. Sure. I broke my leg on a motorcycle accident. I'm not, I'm going to call, call Kyle instead of my <laughs> freaking parents. That should speak volumes for you. I've said it many times. That should yeah. tell you something. Yeah, so, I mean, it does, and I appreciate it. But also, dude, call your fucking parents. <laughs> yeah, they'll figure it out. But yeah. yeah. well. So the flight was very solid. I mean, on the way there, I did kind of get a little sick, you know. But I learned my lesson on the flight back. I did take some Dramamine to get myself really nice and solid. Uh, Food-wise, it's kind of a bit of culture shock. I mean, I've said it before. They add sugar to everything. You know, when when you can fuck something up like French fries by adding sugar to it, just no. Wait, why would you add sugar to the French fries? I don't know. Uh, I mean, when I expect to have, like, French fries, I'm expecting salt. What's this on here? It tastes very sweet. God damn it, they put granulated sugar on my fucking French fries. <laughs> However, consider yourself a little more cultured than some people from our from from your neck of the your neck of the woods. I mean, it was always fruit with everything. The weird times that we would have our meals and stuff was okay. Uh, the fact that we had Pepsi with sugar cane, you know, it's the Mexican Pepsi is what they had. They had cane know. sugar instead of having the high fructose corn syrup. That sounds honestly better. <laughs> it does. It, it tastes a lot better in my personal opinion. I mean, but, you know, corn syrup is way sweeter. Our, our soda is much sweeter than theirs. Just yeah. by far. So uh other than the first day, you know, you never go to the beach at nighttime. One, they proposition you for drugs. And then if you go inside, you got swinger couples trying to proposition you, you and your wife for sex. <laughs> I couldn't believe that shit when you, when you told me that story. I really couldn't. Well, I mean, they were Dutch. They were from Holland. Interesting folk. No, no, no talking shit on Holland, just in case we got any listeners out there. But yeah, you know, the... The couple, they've been watching us over like the first few nights we were there. And then I finally decided, you know what? I'm going to talk to them. They've been eye humping us for a while. We're going to figure out what the skinny is here. So, Turns out they didn't want to eye hump you just uh, only. They wanted to bar me discreetly. <laughs> I see what you did there. Shout out to Nations D. <laughs> yeah. But oh. uh, so that was pretty much the thing there. As soon as she got back we were talking and she asked Miranda, she's like, we switch. And she goes, switch what? And she says, switch husbands. I'm like, damn it. This, yeah, that, that was definitely not a kid, fr kid friendly conversation. No, like. it wasn't. Well, and the guy that was trying to deal me drugs, he's just like, you want some of that cocaine? I said, partner where I come from, we do meth. And he just dipped. <laughs> Uh, all in all, sounds like you guys had a had a really fantastic time. You showed it. You sent us some photos. Miranda posted some photos. You all looked magnificent. Looked like the beach treated you great. You had a beautiful view from your hotel. I'm not leaving the country for another decade to maybe 20 years. Oh, good lord! Unless it's to go to Ireland, that's acceptable. You know what? I'd be willing. To, I'd be willing to have a, have a pint over there. 
I mean, a pint, and I want a motorcycle along the coastline. That's the bottom line. Plus, they really love potatoes, and and as a starchy man myself, I'm all about that. I can appreciate it. My arteries can too. Mm-hmm. Amen. I don't know how they. I don't know how they have like their do their potatoes. Like they bake them, fry them. You know, I'm not sure. They're fried mostly because you got to think they make fresh chips most of the time. So obviously over there too, if you say chips, it's going to be French fries. You're going to have to say crisps. Crisp, right? Nah, just just, just, just give me just give me just give me the back of starch, please. <laughs> give me the top shelf starch, a little starch and scotch right over there. <laughs> well, I would I would probably need somebody to get it down for me. Um, you know what? I was talking to my dad earlier. We were just talking about you. You know, we were we we're talking about getting together possibly here on April first, guys. And you know, talking about tailgating for WrestleMania, big to do there. And uh, I was talking to the dad, and he's just like, yeah, it's like, is Kyle going to season the food? And I'm like, nah, he can't reach the top shelf. You know, it, <laughs> it, you know, uh, it don't matter because, like, I will, I will, I will bless that. I, if I can make it, I'm blessing that food with my melanated excellence. Uh, you'll be just, you just happy to see some strawberry seasoning. I got strawberries in my house. Finally. Well, when I came up there, I, I bought some. I'm the only person around who probably has any because I still don't see it in my store. Nope, you never will probably. No, but you know what the hell we're selling? Pepsi flavored Peeps. I saw that. What is bit wrong with people flavoring Peeps in the weirdest of ways? Last year they did cereal. I remember uh, that because uh, my mom about about uh, killed me for tagging her in a thing saying, "Well, someone buy my mom these?" Because literally that's the one thing she <sighs> hates. Peeps. Loops. She hates no, I can't remember, but she hates peeps more than she does the Chicago Cubs. And what's that tell mm. you? Um, but it's a marshmallow yeah, full of lies. Bottom we, line, we are in our Easter section, we are now selling, and it's like a, as a front feature, a 12 pack of these mini cans of peeps Pepsi. Oh, it gets better though. Mm. Look, do y'all remember me telling you about the Kraft mac and cheese ice cream? Yeah. yeah, the same people who made that, and I can't remember the name of their other company. It last night, and we got it in, and I just about, and I literally threw a threw a fit. Hidden Valley Ranch ice cream. I beg your damn pardon. Not sound rude or crazy, but whoever invented that needs to be drug out in the street and shot. To quote Garfield. These people, like this company, is based out of Brooklyn. So I guess it's like gourmet ice cream. Listen, stay off cocaine. Dude, what? It doesn't belong in our bears, and it certainly doesn't belong in our ice cream. Oh, don't even get me started. Oh, I'm going to get it. I'm going I'm to tear into that some bitch later. But I, we got, I, I don't even know if it was out to sell yet because I don't think it was, uh, it was, um, officially scanned into the system but you know we had it to like eventually put out there and it was like eight of them I'm you remember, at this, like, how the how the fuck i don't even know you remember when they had the flaming hot craze how it was flaming hot everything everything I they did that with freaking mac and cheese i remember it flaming hot with ice cream i remember everything like that the, it was god awful these same people make pizza flavored ice cream which i out of all their wacky flavors that's the only one i tried and I took one bite, and there was like a sliver of red in it that's supposed to be like pizza sauce. Mm. And I threw the whole cart away. I have never wasted that much ice cream on purpose in my entire life. You, you, you want to know something kind of sick and sadist, sadistic a little bit? I remember when I worked over at Stani's, I was talking to Tyson, and he told me that they used to make a gummy bear flavored brat. <laughs> yes, that was oh. my exact, respect, exact reaction. I, listen, I'm all for trying new shit, if it makes sense. Kyle, now that we've talked about the most disgusting things on the menu, let's talk about the good stuff that we're going to have on our menu today. You know what? Because I'm, I'm low-key hungry as, as hell anyway. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to eat after after we after we do today's show. And by the way, appreciate all y'all for supporting that. We just hit 800 subscribers on our way to 1,000. We appreciate all y'all globally. Here's here's what's on our lineup today. Of course, Mossman already discussed uh, what happened on his honeymoon. Uh, we got to talking recently about all the awesome like childhood movies that we had growing up. But how many of them 
flew under the radar or didn't get appreciated until years later because of this little machine called Disney. You know, there's so many movies that we all just like, hey, you remember that one? Oh, hell yeah. How come more people don't talk about it? Well, the mouse, you know. So we're going to we're going to we're going to talk about and wax poetic about some of those films. Also, I got some words about Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, some Mm. words (laughs) and uh, cocaine and cocaine bear Jones, which is a surprising hit. And I'm trying to figure out why. Um, original and, and originally, and we have a revised nerd news this week. We're just going to let it loose because there is so much that's happened, and it's been absolutely amazing in the world of pop of pop culture. So we're just going to we're going to get into that. And for our retro rewind, Jared brought this up to me, and we're going through movies about a, about a couple weeks ago. All of the amazing films that came out through from 1997 through 1999. It was was almost as big of a guarantee as a Will Smith summer blockbuster. Holy crap, we were not aware. Granted, we lived this, but we were not aware of how many incredible movies. It was like banger after banger after banger to borrow from a WWE superstar um, that we're going to be discussing. And like it just blew blew our minds. And we're going to share that with you guys. But uh, first things first, yo. We all like we had the we had certain movies from when we were kids that you had on VHS that everybody knew, but you're like, wait a minute, did Disney make that movie? And then you have to go back and realize, holy crap, they didn't make this movie. Like for years, I thought they made an American Tale, and then I found out they didn't. And an American Tale is a is a phenomenal film, and it's just one of those that you thought, damn, I thought you know, I thought Disney. That's a Fox property, ain't it? Um, you know what? What we can uh we can go to the Google machine real quick and uh, test and my knowledge real quick. I believe it's a Fox property. Let's see. Yep, that came up really quick. Uh, fa, da, 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 da. Um, uh, as much as we don't really you know like to trust on uh, Wikipedia, let's see. Uh, nineteen eighty six. It does not say. Uh, Amblin Entertainment. No, it's Universal. It's a Universal. Oh, it's Universal. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll buy it. That movie, honest, also, like... did, that movie also did nine times its budget in terms of box office. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, my favorite one was the second one. Had James Stewart in it. I don't know if you boys know who that is. Brown bonus points if you can name me who James Stewart is and one one film from his filmography. Cannot. I just know that James Stewart was a former NFL running back for the Detroit Lions. That's all I know. You don't, Byron? I've got no clue. You got. I am the only person here, I guess, that enjoys the finer things in life, such as westerns. I apologize. Uh, see, I much prefer the original An American Tale, uh, but it was just one of those. It's just I think because growing up, you see a really good animated movie, your first inkling is to think, well, that's a Disney movie, even if it wasn't. You know, Fern Gully is another one you brought up, and I think everybody's seen and just loves Fern Gully, loves the message behind it. Uh, that was another Don Bluth anime, animated film as well. Can we talk about the fact of The Thief and the Cobbler as well? You can. I'm not familiar with that, so uh, smart enough. It's amazing. I'm going to let Byron talk because he doesn't talk I, that often. Yeah, well, yeah, well, it's, it's, silent I mean, ass Jones over here. It's, it is a very, very good story like as a whole like it's it's very up there with uh oh what's it called it's way up there with uh aladdin to be honest like it's it's one of those kind of tales it's an arabian Damn. arabian nice kind of tale it's the story's good like the music's a banger oh yeah it's a fantastic film it's the only time that you'll find a well, never mind. I wasn't. I'm not gonna make that joke. I'll leave it alone. It's the only time that when balls go missing, <laughs> of some uber importance. The, the thief is the best part of the whole movie. Oh yeah, like uh, fucking tact, man. Yep. Oh, uh, it's a it's a good time. Also, like I got I, I we 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 Jared we talked about this. Disney basically buried Macaulay Culkin's whole career post Home Alone and My Girl. With all due with all due respect, because dude, the Page Master is a freaking great film. You gotta think Fox got overshadowed a lot by Disney. So did Universal. I mean, you gotta remember. I remind you another one, Anastasia. And you know, I completely forgotten about that. What a what a beautiful film. 
you know, a film about, you know, the missing daughter of the Russian czar at that time. Mm-hmm. That was very good as well. And, you know, the fact that Christopher Lloyd was once again in that, in a voice role. Who was he in that movie? Uh, he, he was the main the, villain. He was yeah. Rasputin. Oh, yeah, he oh, wow. was. Again, yeah. Rasputin. How do you go from playing? I said in the movie, it's uh, got goaded music. How do you go from playing the head angel and angels in the outfield to playing such an evil bastard? Well, and I mean, I can't think of who played the bat, but that was another guy that was fairly known at that time. But yeah, no, that Bartox? go ahead, sir. Yes, we well, yes, there's there are so many of these freaking movies, and like Thumbelina is another one that just Somebody, flies way under. While we're talking about a bat, let's talk about the fact we didn't talk about one bat in particular with Fern and Gully. The man who played the big blue genie himself. Dun, 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 dun. Come on. Patch Adams, y'all. Exactly. And, you know, his birthday was just, uh, we uh, recently just so was celebrated with his, what would have been his birthday. Um, Robin, and everything Robin Williams touched was gold. Everything. This ties back into our movie selections later, too. The Bicentennial Man. Bicentennial Man, yeah. And that's considered on the, on the uh, underrated uh section of his catalog jack patch adams i love uh-huh. jack a lot of people didn't like jack i loved jack i love jack you know not great. not everybody can say like can go back and watch it because some people are uncomfortable watching anything with bill cosby in it and you know that's completely understandable and that's not that's not something we're going to address here but to be honest, i can still watch the cosby show though oh I, oh I definitely can as well um but that movie also has one of my big two of my childhood crushes mm-hmm. for like Say your older mm-hmm. lady crushes, Fran Drescher and Diane mm-hmm. Lane. Give me a slice of that Diane Lane, especially her as Judge Hershey and uh, and Judge Dredd. Yeah. Uh, also, his teacher is Jennifer Lopez, dude. Like mid nineties, mm-hmm. Jennifer Lopez. She was goaded. Mm-hmm. I mean, dang, she's still, she's still fine as one today because Latinas are like black people; they don't age either. Oh man, like, and uh, not even just not even just animated films, but live action kids movies that are just like, damn, that was really really freaking good. And Disney didn't make it. Uh, it ties in for me because you know one thing Disney cashed out on heavy was uh, children's sports movies of the '90s, not just because of Mighty Ducks, but also The Big Green, Angels yep. in the Outfield, and uh, and so on and so forth, and Air Bud. But you know you've. Based like the baseball movies we had, uh, Rookie of the Year, you know, uh, my personal favorite, Little Big League, which never gets its due as a baseball film, but no. that's another one of those. It came out the same year as Angels in the Outfield and Disney Machine. You got Christopher Lloyd in that and Danny Glover. Dude, that movie has Matthew McConaughey and Adrian Brody and Joseph Gordon Levitt. What an, oh my God. It was a star studded cast at that time, man. But though, like, McConaughey wasn't Matthew McConaughey yet, and Adrian Brody wasn't an Oscar winner yet. It's good to see where they come from. Let's just be real here. It really, it really is. Uh, Can we give some love for Remember the Titans, though? Well, naturally, of mm-hmm. course. You know, we got to we... give that love because Disney even just super film. Anytime they make a sports film, it's great. The Rookie, and that's past the time, you know, in the '90s. But that's just good stuff. Yeah, that's and that's based on a true story. I actually saw <laughs> the man, but who that movie's based on, make his major league debut well before the actual uh, movie, The Rookie. I first saw the, uh, the the movie. His name was Jim Morris, and he was a, you know yep. a teacher and everything. And he pitched for the Tampa Bay then Devil Rays. Uh, so I, that was a super super fascinating story. Uh, but you know they real like they they. There were so many like kids, you know, kids targeted sports films that, hey, like I said, the mouse didn't make Little Giants. You will never not get me to 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 want to watch that movie. You know, I'm trying to remember or not, but Heavyweights was a good movie as well. That, too. No, that's and that, that that's is Disney. Disney. It is Disney. Yeah, it is Disney. But, but you, that's super flew under the radar in that Disney Renaissance. That was always good. Uh, I hadn't. I lost it. There is just so many things that Disney had positive credit for. You know, at that same time, you had the Parent Trap as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, with uh, Lindsay, Lin, uh, Lindsay Lohan and uh, what was it? Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah. Yep, Freaky Friday. Uh, just at that time, launching her career and going forward, that was she was epic in the late '90s, early 2000s. 
Absolutely. Also, like other 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 kids' movies. I I used to think Casper as a kid was a Disney movie. No, that's a Fox property. And I mean, mm. you and honestly, in the second film, you got to see the Blue Ranger from a Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. Yep. And 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 the uh, for some most people, the their first time seeing Hillary Duff. Yeah. God, I mean, Jesus, just, we just dated ourselves hard as shit with that. <laughs> oh my God, Casper too. I forget the name of I, what's, this, what's the name of that second movie. It wasn't a Spirit of Beginning. It was Casper meets Wendy. No, I think no, it was a Spirit of Beginning. Then Wendy was the third one. That's right. Because uh, you had because you had a prequel for the second one. Yeah. God. Oh my God. They Casper came out in nineteen ninety five. May twenty six ninety five. Damn it. Can we talk about the fact of how good Casper was as a whole? I oh that movie is so charming. It's cute. Also, uh, wasn't that? No, was it Winona Ryder? Uh, the late uh, the girl played Win uh, Wednesday. She was in it. Yeah, Christina. Ricci. She was in it as well. Yeah. She was also in uh, Now and Then. If you guys remember that, that was a. I do not. Uh, coming, uh, that was a girl's coming of age film. That was kind of yeah. like the sister of the traveling pants. It was. It had her, and then later on in the grown-up's life, it had another lady that she played that was Rosie O'Donnell that was in there as well. Too. I do, I do remember. Oh, that uh, are you talking about uh, uh, Harriet the Spy? No, the movie is literally called Now and Then. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I vaguely remember that one. Also, because uh, I think the, Julia Roberts was in that as well too. Also, uh, Bill Pullman was in uh, Casper, aka the President for from uh, Independence Day. Gave the best damn presidential speech you will ever yep. hear. Ah. I don't know. I like the speech in Dave, though, if you guys ever watched that movie. I know what that movie is. I've never seen it. More or less, president dies. They have a guy that looks just like him run it for yep. a while. Uh, <laughs> cosplaying, as a, cosplaying as the president. That's hilarious. But he's a... Go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to say the last presidential like comedy movie I saw was Dick. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Uh, another one weird at that time that came out. You guys remember the comedy movie Mafia? vaguely it was uh like little italy kind of like <laughs> tongue-to-cheek kind of humor oh i i vaguely remember that one uh, like so many people died in that film it wasn't even funny <laughs> <laughs> oh man you know we just we 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 got to wax poetic about just some of our favorites that disney didn't make and oh, dude. Just think about what think the i think the like the most successful non-disney kids movie in terms of box office had to be babe yeah, I was going to say Babe was good. Also, you know something else we didn't talk about? We didn't talk huh. about the man that played George and George of the Jungle, Brendan Fraser. Oh, that's a Disney movie. I'm telling you, but we didn't talk about it. But you got to think where he started out in, though, Encino Man. Oh, that's you, not a kid's movie. Funny with George Jungle. Did you realize that was an actual like 70s cartoon? Encino yeah. Man was? No, uh... Uh, no, George of the Jungle. George the Jungle. Oh yeah, I knew because no, ABC re-aired it years later on one Saturday morning. They ran that, and then of course you got to think a lot of his characters he played was based off of cartoon characters. Dudley Do Right. Yeah, that's right. It was like I think that was a '60s cartoon. Yep, and also you got to think about people were reviving those cartoons left and right. We had The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah, I remember watching that on Saturdays too. Uh, that dude, that was my introduction to freaking uh, Looney Tunes. Was the Bugs Bunny and Tweety show in like the '90s. Can we talk about him and Looney Tunes back in action? I knew you were going to bring that one up. It just it, it, we were we were eventually getting to that low key banger, dude. I mean, his filmography is just so great beyond Disney and everything else he's done. You know, we had him in the Mummy. He was great in the Ink Heart. You know, Journey to the Center of the Earth. You know, things Damn, like that. I got the George of the Jungle theme song stuck in my head from the movie now. So you freaking know, catchy. You know, something else. It's another childhood like good like animal movie. Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. Disney. I know, but it's Disney. But just think about it. Like, that is something else at the same time that that was coming out. You also had Nightmare Before... Ugh, can't talk. Nightmare Before Christmas came out same time. 93? Yeah. Holy yeah. crap. Jeez, Disney. Gee, that's, that's overkill. But then also something else that did pretty positive. And I can't remember if this was a Disney film or not. James and the Giant Peach. No, it's not. Sure. I just can't remember what it is, but no, that was I'm another one. I'm absolutely sure that I'll look that one up, dude. Like I, I think I, it's from the same studios <laughs> that did. Uh, uh, I don't think it was DreamWorks. Uh, but oh, was, holy shit! No. It is a Disney movie. Yeah, it is. Same. I just uh, remember. 
same studio that did uh nightmare before christmas yep no because the animation is absolutely and it is a disney movie holy crap it did not make its budget back no i remember actually going to see that over at the mansion mall movie theater if you guys remember that back in the day oh i yeah i saw uh, what did i go see there i want to say it was men in black I saw at the mansion mall. Saw that there. Also saw actually Bugs Life there too. Okay, I'm a little jealous. Like we had Bugs Life on VHS and wore that the hell out. It was one of my absolute favorites. I remember seeing that there, and then I remember one of my first movies I saw over there at Showplace Eight was actually Atlantis the Lost Empire. I think the first movie I remember seeing at the showplace was a uh, Pokemon the first movie. I I don't remember. I think I still have that uh, promo card, the ancient Mew card, or was it something different? No, ancient Mew was it, from uh, it was Mew. No, no, Mew? it wasn't. Ancient, no, ancient, no, ancient sure? Mew was from two thousand, and then it was Mew uh, too. It was the Mew, Mew, Mew promo. Yeah, yep. I think I still have it somewhere in my home. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm low key a little disappointed now that I'm looking at James and the Giant Peach because I loved that book as a kid. Coming to find out, it only made thirty seven million dollars in and and. uh theaters well, look, and i don't look get out why. comparatively and this ties into our subject later look comparatively what it had to run against those years this was 1996 exactly what came but out still, in 1996 uh see independence day <laughs> just start the list <laughs> yeah let's see there, best uh, movies true. of 1996 because you gotta think from 1996 up to like 1999 that was a great run damn it dude okay you know what i kind of i almost want to get into that now i guess gotta i gotta itch bad because dude look, first movie that came up freaking twister son of a bitch that's an underrated movie um if you're a midwesterner it's probably your favorite movie ever <laughs> You can watch that thing on TNT or TBS anytime you want. Freaking Jerry Maguire, dude. I love Jerry Maguire. The Craft. Okay, The Craft is my absolute shit. And shout out to my mm -hmm. sister, Maisha, for getting me into that movie. Plus it, has the, plus, it has the song that became the theme song to Charmed. Dude, there's just so much shit that came out in that time. You know what? Well, before we get too down the rabbit hole and into things to this next segment... Let's talk about the nerd news. We'll adjourn to the nerd news corner. We're not even going to play the song this week, folks. We're just going to jump right into it because there's so much shit to talk about. We can't even fucking contain the information. We've had trailers come out. We've got game announcements. We've got revivals of TV series. We've got even shit that's just you would not even expect to be brought out in the world again. It's But it's here. Let's get nerdy, guys. <laughs> Okay, I got to start off with something I heard last night before we go before we dig back into previous news. Beetlejuice two is happening, and yep. Michael Keaton is coming back. I'm all about a Michael Keaton revival in life. I am super. I'm super about this. Dude's in a Super Bowl commercial. He's playing. He's he's playing Bruce Wayne again in the in the new Flash movie, and he's coming back to do freaking Beetlejuice. Now he said he could fit inside of the same suit from 1989's Batman. If that if that guy could still fit in his Beetlejuice suit, I hate I hate him because I can't do that with any of my clothes. dudes in good shape for his age. Same with Kevin Costner. Get real. It's not fair, and he and he aged, he's aged very very gracefully. He looks magnificent. Plus, also in the Flash uh, trailer, same Batmobile. Hell yeah! Mm. So, that's my favorite Batmobile. I had that one as a toy where the where the top slid down. You could you could put your figure in there and all that stuff. Love that one because that was you the know same one from Batman the animated series. It was. You know the sad thing is though, we will actually never get to see another revival of the Val Kilmer Batman though. That's the only thing that kind of it, it does stink because I have such fond memories of Batman Forever and he was he was a solid Batman. Uh damn. Damn it. Well he he had the tone, he had the look. It was perfect. Uh I do wish he just kind of had um more of a of a gravelly voice. Not Christian Bale, because that was exaggerated as fuck, but uh that one got me really excited to see that we're getting a brand new Beetlejuice movie and like I said, I'm I'm all about a revival of uh, Michael Keaton. Everything, uh, Jared. I know you got a lot of shit. I know you got a lot of shit you want to talk about. Well, I mean, for starters, guys, we had the new Super Mario Brothers trailer. Final yeah. one dropped today. That was yeah, that that looked really really cool. Or was it yesterday? I, it my was yesterday. It was yesterday. It's still today until I go to sleep. Damn it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I cannot wait. I have not been so excited to see 
an animated film in a long time. This right here gives me hope. All my kids are going to go see that with me. And guess what? They're going to get to grow up with what we didn't get to grow up with, a good Mario movie. Can we talk about the fact of the second trailer literally had the theme song from the Super Mario Brothers Super Show? Did it really? Yeah. And you can actually go to the website and play around that they give you. And, you know, the fact that they're going, get hooked on the brothers to the brig. You know, the whole thing. Yeah. Look, you drained my sink and not my bank account. Thank you, Mario's. <laughs> Too bad you don't get Captain Lou to go with it. Bro, that oh my god. I miss Captain Lou. Yeah, no doubt. Now absolute legend in the in the wrestling world. The thing great, is also great you know, promoter. Do you know what this movie because this is gonna be this is coming out 30 years since the garbage we got with 1993's Super Mario Brothers. This is an ultimate apology. Like, if there was ever an apology, like a, an apology letter to 90s kids, it's this movie. Absolutely. I feel like that they need to send out candy as repentance to all this. And also, um, you know, and, and, and fellow nerd news to bring back another um, staple of 90s animation. Biker Mice from Mars is coming back and we got action figures. I'm ecstatic for that. You know, something I'm kind of on the fence about, too. We have, for the first time in a little while, a brand new TMNT animated film. Uh, like, uh, to, to quote former CEO of Nintendo, uh, uh, Reggie, my body's ready. That looks so fucking cool. I'm okay with the animation style. I just, some of it, man, I feel like we've been done dirty on, though. Like, I'm going to give it a chance. What, what what are you sour on, bro? Like I give me something. Like I guess I have the expectation of like you know the eighties. Give me like an eighties turtles revival. Like that's what I'm expecting from like Seth Rogen, producer wise. So what were you hoping for? Not okay. Was it eighties the TV show or eighties the comic where it's gritty and a lot more violent? Well, both actually, <laughs> a little bit of both. Cause, like, I was I know, expecting that because they literally have one scene in the one he has where Donatello gets stabbed in the leg by Raphael Sai. I'm like, come on, give me, give me some of that comic good book goodness. You know, don't either, tease me like this. Either that or the 2003 styling, which was as close TV wise. I know, right, dude? No bullshit. I've been watching that on Saturday mornings the last couple weekends, and I have no regrets. It, their shredder was beastly. Yeah. And that I had the action figure for that. I, I was just like, it was too good at that time. I, my parents got me that. I was just like, right here. Oh, I got that game for X or for GameCube also. The I've, got it for, I've got it for the actual Game Boy Advance, which plays like a sole sequel to Turtles in Time. So how do you feel about the vo- about the uh, voices casted for this for this film? I feel like that's solid. Really, the only thing I guess my hang up is they done April O'Neil dirty. That's the only thing there. How they do April O'Neil dirty? Um, Kyle can attest to this. That she she just looks very dumpy, very homeless looking, and just is not the April O'Neil you know like we would expect. Even like when they went for the younger and the comics, you know they kept it true and blue. And the last reincarnation of the rise of the TMNT that was good in my book a okay but just i know it's probably me being like well she doesn't have like the cut she doesn't have like i know april neal's always been so sexualized in any reincarnation she's been in just but um but i'm like just but just give her like a little bit of cuteness don't make her like a little like tiny little ball of whatever i'm indifferent hey just you know all, all I ask is yellow jumpsuit. That's that's all I'll ask for. No, there's no yellow jumpsuit though, my brother. There's none. Yeah, well, but it ain't, it ain't going to ruin you know my enjoyment of the film. I, I'm gonna give it a shot either way. It's the only other like bother artistic style I didn't like was the fact that Michelangelo's head looks like a goddamn watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> Dante's glasses is an interesting choice. I just I I don't know that I am gonna see how it goes. You know the fact that they made. Bebop and Rocksteady look kind of odd too. And I know it's just the animation style, but I want to know like how many bowls did fucking Seth Rogen smoke before he said, yeah, man, this is what we're going to go with right here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 20. Oh my good Lord. Like I, I, I mean, I'm probably hating on the wrong thing. And like I said, no negative to body image people. I mean, I'm all about that life, you know, 
big, small, skinny, whatever. That's fine. But it's like, I just have the respect for the character in its entirety via if it be the comic book character or what we had in the reincarnations from that point. I mean, uh, I, I, I'm honestly ready to hear John Cena be rock steady because he's never done. He's never done voice acting as far as I, I know. Uh, Ferdinand, no, he's he was good oh, yeah. Fair, Ferdinand the Bull, my bad. But, but for to be rock steady has a very distinct voice. And we know how what John Cena sounds like, mm-hmm. you know. What's funny is this is the second WWE wrestler to voice Rocksteady. This is true. Who was, because, wait, who was uh, the first? Sheamus. What? When was that? The Michael Bay Boom Explosions. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, that was him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, for shame! Damn it, Sheamus. Like I said. It, it's been either hot dog water or good things. I, I mean, I'm excited for it, you know, because anytime you can grace the current generation with TMNT, bring it of on. Cor- of course, because Teenage Ninja Turtles is for all generations. And, it is. And that movie will be coming out, uh, I believe, in, um, oh, April or August 4th. Hell yeah. That's a week before my birthday. So at least I now know my birthday's on a Friday. That is absolutely freaking cool. Um, there's, you know, and you guys have anything else you'd like to dig into, Byron? I'm sure you got some stuff you want to wax on them, wax on them. Ari 4, the remake. We'll get to that, but hey, Byron ain't said much of nothing being a damn mute today. (laughs) It's just been busy today. He's like Link. He's one of my favorite heroes. He's a mute. (laughs) Uh, no, the biggest thing I have to say right now is, uh, unintentionally was driving home from my mom's house and song was playing on spotify just randomly and it turned out that it's a start of a musical that i've shown kyle this it has no no reason going as hard as it does yeah why don't you talk to him about it so it's a musical called epic the musical it is loosely very loosely based off of the odyssey it's going to have nine different uh sagas in it right now they got the first two sagas completely uh written out and recorded uh, you can find it on Spotify, and like I said, it to me, I think it's going to be the next big uh, musical. I think it's got on par of uh, uh, Hamilton. You know something else I thought of, Byron? You know, it just came out this last week. History of the World Part 2. I got yeah. told about that a couple of nights ago. I love it's, the original. It's okay. I've seen the first episode. It's a, It's okay. It's... I don't know. It's, it's not what I was expecting. No, but the cast is good. You got Chris Pratt. You got a bunch of different people. You got, no, there's like a 20, 30 big name actors in this. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's just a funny moment. Don't get me wrong. It's just a funny moment, but God, is it like over the top. Do you feel like it's not as like and derived in the same humor as like the first one, which was very Monty Python-esque? Uh, I'd say, yeah. It's hard to replicate that, guys. It really yeah. is. You guys can keep on going. I'm getting wound up on um, on uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey right now. I'm just getting myself full fired up right now. <laughs> he, he's he's stewing on shit over there. I really am. Cause, oh God bless. But yeah, y'all want to keep y'all y'all keep it rolling. <laughs> uh, I, I got some rounds to let off. Oh, by the way, Byron, I think I'm going to break down the next time I go to our local game store. Pl- shameless plug to the gaming center here in Perryville. He does have all three games for the Lord of the Rings series. Really? Oh, like two towers and and shit. Yep, and they're fairly reasonable price. But I'm like, I remember two towers was one of my favorite two players. Same way with one Return of the two King. Two towers was never, uh, never two player. Th- uh, the Return of the King was. Return of the King is probably what I'm thinking of. It, I know it, you yeah. picked Return off. Return of the it. King is goaded. That is beautiful, and of course, like they have the Hobbit. I have the Third Age already. I thought about picking it up for the PS2. Just because it you know, is what I mean? so good, but he has got a lot of stuff right now. But I thought about that. There's going to be some gaming happening since you're so close to me. We're going to start hanging out a lot more. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a possibility. I hate when you guys tell me possibilities. I'm like a person, you give me a yes or a no. <laughs> I hate maybe. Well, too damn bad. The what 90% of the world is, is, is gray area. Well, too bad. Maybe he's just a baby that hasn't decided to say yes. If you can name that movie, 
extra Ooh, points. That's kind of that, that was kind of a bar. Damn. Okay, look at you dropping a little bit of a of a, of a flow there. That was I'm cold. Just saying. That was cold. Just saying. But no, there's there's definitely some stuff going out there too. Also, fact of the matter, we got at the end of the month here, boys. RE4 the remake. Another yeah. time that I'm buying Resident Evil 4. <laughs> how many times does that how many times does that make? I don't know. I'd have to count them out. I mean, I literally have it for the GameCube, the PS2, have it for my Wii, my Wii U. I have it for my Switch. I also have it for my PS3, my Xbox 360. I also have it for my PS4. And I do own it on PC. So I have nine different reiterations of that title i can shake my head at you uh you know i just i just did the same thing i do i love re4 as much as the next person i have it on ps2 gamecube and 360 that is it bro can we talk about the fact that me and you discovered the overpriced chainsaw accessory for that game (laughs) yeah what in the world is this all right all right y'all so the other night we're talking about you know gaming peripherals and everything Jared's been big into his, you know, into his uh, bag for collecting, you know, like retro games and consoles and everything like that. Dude tells me that there's a chainsaw controller for Resident Evil 4, which I never even heard of. This is this might be the the dumbest thing I've seen probably since a speed board for the NES. It mm. it's got your four face buttons. If you're if it's a PlayStation version, it's got your four face buttons. And your directional pad on the freaking side, and it's a chainsaw, a physical chainsaw. Oh, it's at the top of it, man. And and then if you pull the actual cord, it's the start button. Because you're starting a chainsaw. That that's so stupid. <laughs> the one, the PS2 version comes in a wooden box, like a very nice collector's case, and has several different things with it. Kyle, you remember what tune of the dollar amount that that was running for? Well, you know what? Uh, let's go to the Google machine because that was art. That was actually um, chainsaw. Oh yeah, and controller. the GameCube version—they came in two different colors. One was orange, one was yellow. Yep. Let's see. Uh, we got from three hundred dollars on eBay to five hundred dollars on Priceless, and one on eBay for four fifty that comes in the wooden box. Oh, six hundred dollars. Like, dude. Why is this even a thing that's so impractical? It's a thing, but I mean, I would want to have that for my collection. I just, well, of course you would. I just can't justify spending that because if I don't have a PS5 yet, why would I spend it on just a peripheral? Oh, see, I found one that never opened for $700 on eBay. Yeah, the GameCube one goes for far more. That's what's even more stupid. Like, what, 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 a, load of, what a load of nonsense. <clears throat> Why would you want something like that that's completely impractical? Um, so, I, uh, you know, for me, that, that that's all my nerd news. Like, we, you know, there was, there was a ton uh, to cover. There's obviously plenty more. Uh, I know we all, well, um, tonight, officially, as of this recording, from, rooms, from reports, WWE is going to finally start announcing the 2023 Hall of Fame class, which they've been surprisingly late on. So with the rumors of Dave Batista and uh, I believe Cindy Lauper for the celebrity uh, wing, yep. um, and, and we'll see uh, who else goes in. There's a possibility of Lex Luger finally getting his due. And with all of the uh, recent attention that uh, WWE has been giving China, maybe it's finally time for her solo induction. Yeah, did you finally see they finally gave her her A&E biography? Yes, I did, and um, they had a lot. They had a lot of talking, talking heads on there. Obviously, I can't watch it. I, 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 I can't. Now the 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 vice one is even harder. I um, watched that one once, I, and I mean, I just if it's in the same connotation as, I just, it's 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 nowhere near as uh, dark from my understanding. Uh, Triple H did speak on this one. He basically talked about how he and Sean went to Vince. And said, "Hey, this girl can be can be my heater. She can she can go and get heat for me." And Vince didn't buy it at first and said it wouldn't be believable, no matter her her physique and everything like that. Um, but hey, turns out those guys were right. And uh, Mick Foley spoke, and even they even brought in um, Awesome Kong uh, mm. to 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 speak about her. And basically, if not for Joni, we don't have women with big muscles and you know just 
that don't have quote the typical look getting we wouldn't have beth phoenix no we absolutely wouldn't and uh you know Joni means a lot to beth and you know if not for those two we wouldn't have the rhea ripley's of the world uh, she was a true trailblazer, a paradigm shift, as as Triple H referred to her. You know, China was the only woman to date, and maybe one day they'll get a hair up their butt and do and and have a woman win the IC title. But she's the only woman to be Intercontinental Champion. She did it three times, twice according to WWE, and the first woman to qualify for the Royal Rumble, and the only woman to ever be the number one contender for the WWE slash F Championship. And at one point was apparently rumored, if you believe that, to beat Stone Cold Steve Austin at SummerSlam 99 for the world title. No. Think about all that. Um, you know, her her mamacita Latino heat with Eddie and just how charming. And um, I found out, actually, that some of the stuff they that they did on there was very sentimental because these were like events in her life that she never got to experience where Eddie and China went to the prom. It's because legitimately she never went to the prom in her real life. No, no one one ever invited her or asked her out to prom. She Uh, had a rough home life, man. Very much so. And, you know, we're not going to dig into those details. It, you know, for fans of hers, it's just, it's too heartbreaking. And I'll just say, I'm just glad that they might maybe finally be giving her her flowers. Likewise, likewise. So we're going to see what happens tonight on SmackDown if uh, announcements start to come down. Um, like I said, that uh, that will cover it for me on Nerd News. If you fellas got anything else, we can keep it extended and keep it rolling. I think I'm that's good. pretty well it. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that I wanted to unpack just because it just it's all thrown itself in my face all week long. Well now, uh, now that you felt you fellas want to do something we ain't done in a minute, you y'all want to re- y'all want to rewind. I'm ready to rewind. Let's bring it in. You know, let's hey, it's it's time for the retro rewind. Where you know, hey, that's part of our motto: be kind and always rewind. And we're gonna take it back to one of I think just the most dynamite periods of our childhood, the late '90s. Uh, and now let's throw in throw 1996 in there. Now, mainly when we think of the late 90s for us, it's, you know, it's music, it's wrestling, gaming, you know, cartoons, you know, also and, and, and feature films. We we knew we obviously knew, you know, the big ones of the late 90s, you know, your Titanics and, you know, Men in Black and things of that nature. Hey, if it, hey, if Will, if Will Smith made it in the mid to late 90s, you knew it was a banger. Um I was not aware, however, and thank you, for Mr. Mossman, for prefacing this to me. Adam Sandler released Big Daddy, The Wedding Singer, and The Water Boy all in one freaking year. That's a, <laughs> it's immensely crazy. You know something else that you forgot about that's a, another big one that's a middle finger? Mission Impossible came out in 1996. Did it really? Holy crap. So you know what else he dropped that same year? Jerry Maguire. Freaking Tom also, Cruise, dude. Let's talk about the fact that Disney dropped a family, very ornery, very family-oriented movie called The Hunchback of Notre Dame that made a cool $325.3 million. That is, and you know what? That falls under underrated in Disney category. So I got 1996 pulled up, and, you know, we brought up Twister earlier. Jingle dude. all the way. Scream. Bro, yes. Damn. Matilda. Let's talk Matilda. about that. I didn't think that was 96. I thought that was like 95 no, or something. We also got, and you know, I also can have the uh, the Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb scores pulled up. Uh, this one cracks me up because. My bro, I, one that you have not even fucking said, and I'm going to hold you to task on this. What movie did you forget? From what year? 96. I don't know. Space Jam. Oh my God. Yeah, please. Yeah, just a bit. Put a, just, yeah, just come whip, over here right quick. Walk right into this. <laughs> whip my ass for that. <laughs> Absolutely whip my ass. Fucking I don't a, know. Too, like, the English Patient came out that year. Fucking you know so the, many dramas. Do, do you know the only reason I even knew what the English Patient was? Seinfeld. No, Seinfeld. Really? Oh. You know what? Also, I'm, we had Romeo and Juliet that same year. We had we Dragonheart. Did. Black Sheep, which uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 28% uh, eat a dick. Uh, John Travolta's Phenomenon, which is a very underrated film of his. And, hey, you can't just have one basketball megastar starring in a movie in 1996. Let's go for two. Kazam. Mm. 
Five per set, y'all. Do you remember something else, too? <laughs> a Time to Kill came out that same year. Did it really? Yep. Also, The Birdcage, Ransom was that same year. Nutty Professor. Yeah, Nutty Professor. You dang right, Nutty Professor. Also, the fact that we had The Rock came out that year. Yes, it did. Uh, uh, Ransom, which is a, one of my favorite Mel Gibson movies. Mm-hmm. Biodome. Just it, so many things came out in that time. Like, well, this like is, there's a reason why there is such a huge, awesome amount of movies that just exploded at the end of the nineties. And you know what? And I and I gotta give a shout out to um, one of the most important ladies to my life, Miss Samantha, that y'all went to high school with. Of course, we dated. She's my best friend in the entire world. A movie very sentimental to both of us, Selena, nineteen ninety seven. Can we talk I, about back to that same year in 97? Titanic. Yeah. Goodwill Hunting. The Fifth Con, Element. Con Air. Con Air. Boogie Nights. Let's talk about the fact as good as it gets. Liar, liar. Oh, liar. Dang. And you know what? You could put Jim Carrey almost on par with like in the mid to late 90s with Will Smith for summer movies. You realize in 96, he also had the cable guy, right? The cable guy, yep. He was in um, that as well. Air Force One. Yep. One of the greatest. Uh, Actually, no, that has the greatest single thing a fictional president ever said. Get off my plane. Let's talk about the fact Starship 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 Troopers. Troopers. Would you like to know more? (laughs) Dude, face off. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Spawn. And also 17%. I completely disagree. Uh, Let's see. What else? This is Just, this is this is absolutely absurd. And you know what? George of the Jungle, nineteen ninety seven, and shout out to a hood movie, a hood hood classic, Baps with uh, the late Natalie DeSalle yes. and um, uh, Halle Berry. They want to give that fifteen percent. Rotten Tomatoes don't don't rate hood movies. They ain't for you, but that's no. okay. Uh, let's see. Also, we got a uh, Mouse Hunt. Mouse Hunt was a was a fun fun. It was movie. amazing. You remember the movie Habitat? That was another fun one. I don't remember that one. That was another like horror like thriller at that time. Uh, the Devil's Advocate was came out that same year. Yeah, uh, uh, Jungle Maker, Jungle to Jungle with Tim Allen. Uh, here's one if you guys remember this, The Full Monty. Oh, I definitely remember that one. I absolutely remember that one. That you know, this is this is absolutely like ludicrous. Uh, let's see. According to according to IMDb's best movies in 1998, let's see what they got to say. They ranked the Truman Show uh, as the number one movie. Or hold on, by IMDb rating. Let's go by IMDb rating. Saving Private Ryan, 8.6 out of 10. Yeah, uh, as it should be. As it yeah, should be. The, the, the Truman Show got an 8.2. Uh, the Big Lebowski, the, I mean, hell yeah. Holy <laughs> crap. Dude, they put the, an 8.1 out of 10 wrestling with shadows. Oh man. On Bret Hart. I don't get me wrong. I I yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But like we're just looking through Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Pleasantville as a personal favorite. Well, we didn't talk about the fact the Lost World came out that same year. That was 1997. That's what I'm talking about. We're talking about 97. I'm I'm moved on to 98, but I mean we're just all in this rigmarole. Like I have never, I cannot recall a like a stretch of years where it was just bam, 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 and like your big like best picture films are these iconic Dude, movies. You know, we forgot standard. Tomorrow Never Dies that same year too. That was my first Bond movie, actually. The- we we didn't really talk about too much of this. We had Jungle the Jungle with freaking Tim Allen. I mentioned that. We had also Austin Powers came out that year. Yeah. By, um, oh, what else do we got? Uh, looking through here, uh, Bullworth was a favorite. Armageddon. I'm not a fan of Michael Bay in the least, but damn it, that movie gets me. Armageddon. Mm. It's the cast. Okay. It's the cast, man. You know, dude. It just it hits so hard. Dude, we forgot about Fools Rush In. One of my favorites with uh, Selma Hayek, Matthew Perry. Absolutely love yep. that movie, you know. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, we Lethal, talk about- Lethal Weapon 4 is another favorite, and that was, for the for the mainstream audience, the introduction to Jet Li. And dude, he got he got to beat the shit out of, out of Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah. Dude, what about for the fact of, like, 
the nineties were also for Tim Allen for richer or for poorer that same year, the Santa Claus, the Santa Claus. Yeah. And no question. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, just venturing towards the end of the deck, you know, it was 99 where a big daddy released and how dare I rotten tomatoes. They gave that a 39%. They do not like anything on there. Oh, also in fact, wild America. Wild America's another Tim uh, Tim Allen. No, no, no. That was a uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. So by proxy, Tim Allen. <laughs> we're talking about the fact that that kid got his dues in the late nineties. He was the it. He was the it kid. I think it was just the hair, quite frankly. Dude, he was in so many different things. For the fact, you know, I'll be home for Christmas. He was in, you know, Tom yeah. and Huck. Um, you know, somebody else do a strong push. You know, you want to talk about strong, uh, strong run in the '90s. Tom Hanks, and not just with Toy Story. Obviously, Forrest Gump, Philadelphia, The Green Castaway. Mile, Castaway. No, Castaway. I think was like 2001. I want to say. Uh, or am I thinking of not Castaway? What's the Green Mile was there as well. Look up Castaway. I'm. I'll, I'll look up Castaway, but what also with Tom Hanks, A League of Their Own. League of Their Own, that was another one he was in that was Castaway was Castaway was 2000. Okay, so that was right there on the cuff of the line. Also, a uh, a bona fide a bona fide hood classic Office Space. Office Space. Especially uh that was my introduction to the to the hip hop group Ghetto Boys when they when they had the slow-mo scene bashing the computers. That song goes hard as shit. Byron, uh, where are you at? Dude, yeah, you were like hella quiet today. Uh just I don't know. What's it's wrong? been a weird day. Well, we're, well, we're weird people. Do we need to come rub your butt and tell you you're pretty? No, I ain't gonna. I, I, <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't ever going that far. Pause. I mean, nah, you, you could do all that. Uh, you know, the, like this, this, the last <laughs> half of that decade, it just it was mind blowing to us when we were going through all these films, and you know, and then you're like, wait a minute, that came out that you're like, holy crap, this entire also 1999. You could slap me for not mentioning Varsity Freaking Blues. I was waiting for it. That is my damn. Hung. That's I'm my just damn saying, movie. Ninety-seven had me at, for a loss for words of how many things came out in nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah, and also the fact that fucking you got the re-release of the Little Mermaid that same year. Oh, is that when that is? Was that the year the the Disney Vault uh, became a thing? Mm-hmm. They put it out in theaters again. That thing did twenty-seven point five million. Wow, that's just that's... back domestically. Let's see. Also, another favorite, another um, a favorite of mine, Jawbreaker, came out in '99. Um, you, yeah, y'all think y'all think Mean Girls was a Mean Girl movie? <laughs> yeah, Jawbreaker is a whole different ball game. Also, you know what we forgot about too? Little Big League. That was 1994. You sure that was? I thought it was '96. Oh, trust me, it was '94. There was a lot. There was a uh, there was a huge surplus of baseball films that came out in 1994 to remind people of because of the ba- of the strike to remind people how baseball really can make you feel good. Love of the game. Uh, for love of the game, game was a tremendous one, uh, and you know that might be a future retro rewind as waxing poetic on on uh, baseball films and just bro. We uh, talked about sports movies before, my dude. Did we? Well, shit, I slept since then. Um, but also a shout out to another hood classic, The Wood, which is, yeah. uh, which as I, I, I highly recommend to anybody. Um, and I know you, Byron, Byron tried to be funny. And what did you say? You, what did Byron, what did you say was the greatest hood movie of all time to be a smart ass? <laughs> uh, oh God. Uh, Leprechaun in the hood. Yeah. yeah Leprechaun in the hood. Oh, huh, slap the <laughs> shit out of you. Dude. I was watching white man can't jump the other day. Dude, they re we got a remake of that. Who asked? I uh, I don't know. Woody Harrelson cannot be replaced in that film. Just nobody now. can. Yeah, you can't replace the energy and the vibe, that early '90s vibe, and also Rosie Perez. That energy cannot be replicated. It cannot that be replicated, was... dude. Wesley Snipes. Turns out Wesley Snipes couldn't play basketball. <laughs> Bill, uh, well, I almost call him Billy Ho. Uh, Woody actually played i believe junior college basketball so like he he could legit hoop and all of the extras in the film were at least college basketball players because the idea was we want these scenes to be as realistic as possible and the scene with the uh, the guy who goes to get his gun um he was actually a former nba player marquise johnson i believe he played for yeah. the you know, los angeles clippers i want to say but you can't you can't remake that energy. I mean, shit. 
Ah, dang it. Like, I got I got upset when I found out that was being redone. It was the same as I found out that we had a new version of House Party. You just can't do that. <laughs> like, kid and play was a whole vibe. You can't. It, no, man. Like, ah, like, it, 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 it bothers me. But, uh, hell, I'd like for that to be a future retro rewind hood, classic hood, hood movies. And I know that was... Well, I was just saying, well, I don't think that's really your forte much. No, but... I can get in. I can get down with that. But also, guess what just came available, and I just bought it while we oh. were sitting here together. Oh, good grief. What now? I have officially bought NBA Jam 99. For N64? Yep. Whoa. That's a, now, that, now, that is a hidden gem um, because NBA Jam had like kind of fallen off a little bit after the first two. Eight ninety nine. Nine bucks. Boom. Boom shakalaka is more like it. You better come correct. The nail in the coffin. I don't ever remember hearing that in an NBA Jam game. I, yes, I remember is. hearing it in uh, uh, College Jam. Ooh, well, College Jam was like a reskin of uh, NBA Jam. Dude, it I, was in uh, the first NBA Jam. I will bet my right nut on it. Uh, pause. Don't need that. Oh. Uh, uh, no, NBA Jam 99, I'm trying to remember who was on the cover of that game. See, that's like that's another weird power I have is knowing uh, who was on the number cover. Number 44 for New Jersey. Keith Van Horn. Boom. Keith, Van, Keith Van Horn, who probably will be a multi-time all-star in today's NBA. No, that dude was cold. Okay, and also shout out. and uh, Also, key... it's a complete. Ooh, in the box. And a low-key rest in peace to the New Jersey Nets, now Brooklyn Nets. Hey, I just seen NBA Jam 2000. I just seen a copy of that, European version, um, with uh, Chris Webber on the cover for Sacramento Kings. I don't know why people have so much hate for like those later titles. I don't get it. Does Because it, it doesn't have the same level of charisma. It, it There's a certain energy and vibe. But it's all about vibe, you know, to me. You know, those games had a charisma plus it was the first time seeing anything like that. You know, I'll be honest, that one and Jordan versus Bird were goaded for me on the Jordan, Sega Genesis. Jordan versus Bird. I, I played that on NES. Yeah, I have it for Sega Genesis. You know that. I showed you the my complete the other day. You did. It's very impressive and, and growing collection. We had uh um the game that was the precursor to NBA Live, it was called NBA Showdown 94 on Sega yep. Genesis and the hard box and everything. And the next year, EA dropped um, the uh, first NBA Live 95, and then the rest is history there. You know, uh, fellas, I think this is um, this has been an absolute blast. I'm glad we're back in the lab doing our thing. Um, it's this this was absolutely fun. Mm-hmm. To- to to Absolutely. to get back get back to brass tacks. So how about we try to get a little more regular and folks we do apologize for the delay, but life gets in the way as 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 it tends to do. If you, you know, don't see us in a month, you'll see us on our next one shot. <laughs> and you know, and we and we're definitely making it a point to be to be more regular with content with all with all of our all of our listeners, which once again well, we all I'll, really, really appreciate you. I'll go ahead and spoil this a little bit. Next weekend Kyle and I are planning to do a little bites of episodes to talk about some baseball. Yeah, because you know what? It, the, the World Baseball Classic is going on right now, and Byron has has some false hope that he's holding on to that the Cardinals are going to land the biggest fish in baseball one day. Not happening. I can, I can, I can dream, can't I? You'd have to sell the whole state of Missouri to get that, dude. <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> in fairness, felt. <laughs> Uh, uh, next week, folks, uh, and then and Byron will find we we'll find that we'll find the day and what works best, and then we're gonna we're gonna hammer out and do some baseball talk. We're spring training going on the World Baseball Classic. Uh, I'll, I'll talk some MLB the Show twenty three because for the first time a St. Louis Cardinal has reached the ninety nine club in MLB the, the Show. The the amount of people that are like, why is Goldie at ninety nine? I'm sorry, he's the National League MVP. I I, I bring up to the Cardinal Salt. It's delicious. Isn't it, though? I Preferably uh, pink salt, but I digress. Uh, so we're going to we're gonna wrap things up from here, guys. It was great getting back and getting back in the sh- and talking shop with you. 
Triple B crew doing what we do. Also, WrestleMania is in, is in a few weeks on April the 1st, WrestleMania Saturday. So we are going to attempt to all get together. And if for any reason I'm not able to make it, which I've already said is not a possibility, we're going to attempt to do a live stream cross-platform Jones, if you will, via Facebook. I, all I'm hearing is abduction coming from your mouth. Okay. Yeah, you're not. Like I said. Oh, no, you. there's no way Miranda's let you drive all the way across the state and back to pick him up. Not uh, at all. Babe, I got to go to work for just uh, four-ish hours. I'll be back. <laughs> Bullshit. Because then she's going to message. I guarantee she'll, she'll message me and ask, do you know what Jared's doing? You're not yeah. sa- you're not slick anymore. You have someone to answer to. <sighs> oh, if she wants to know where I'm at, she can track me down pretty easy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I can be like, Kyle's be like, he's on his way. I think, hey, Miranda, where's Jared at? <laughs> And then, gonna, and, and then she's gonna and then she's gonna she's gonna blaze out one to beat your ass. It, 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 she'd be stuck at gas. work on a Friday. It'd be, it would be wasting that gas. At that point, it would be the fact of like somebody told me I can't do something. I'm gonna be there. You're a little too old to be doing the. I'm gonna do something because no, someone said I couldn't. Shit. I have That's... that left in me a little bit. Not much. With 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 the wrong influences around. Yes, you do. Well, folks, no, well, 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 squad, we're going to wrap up and get on out of here. Um, I got a weekend with my daughter to get ready for, Byron. You got a concert to get ready to go yes, to tonight. I do. And, Jared, I have no idea what you got going on the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, answer your goddamn phone. <laughs> if I feel like it, are you no, bleeding? I can be in the next five minutes if you'd like oh, me to. Oh, shut your ass up. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, folks, we're going to wrap it up again. We thank you for tuning in to our latest Triple Bs. And, you know, as we always say, be kind and always rewind. We appreciate the support road to 1000 subs. And, hey, we did promise that we're going to start working on merchandise once we get there. T-shirts and the like. We will get there. So we appreciate it. Hey, if you hey, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell another friend. And they tell and they tell 10 friends. And then we got a thousand subs and moving forward. All right, for myself, Mr. K-Rob, Mr. Moss, Mr. Moss Men, we are the Triple B Crew, Beards, Brews, and Bros. We are out of here. See you next time. See you next time. Later.